Night gathers and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn, the horn that wakes the sleepers, the shield that guards the realms of men. I pledge my life and honor to the night's watch for this night and all the nights to come. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into chapter 34, uh, Catelyn 6 of Game of Thrones. And in a world of ice and fire, we are discussing the veil. Hey, that works out quite well, Sir Ezra. Yeah, it does actually. So I, I, d- uh, I, I didn't even think about that last week when I was uh, when we looked ahead. I was like, oh, you know. Cool, the veil, but yeah, it works out perfectly because it's a. Uh, we get a huge introduction to it today in our Catelyn chapter. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, we like to let everyone know at the beginning of our show. Um, if you want to send us a Raven, um, you know that we could read perhaps on our follow up Friday episode, or sometimes we do, we do Ravens at the end of this show. Um, hit us up at btkcast at gmail dot com, or hit us up on the Facebook page or the Facebook group. Um, and we can get those going for you. But uh, yeah, yep. Sir Ezra. Yeah. How are you doing today? Uh, doing OK. I'm actually, you know, like this morning um, we have this t- this this time difference. Right. So I right. I was up, you know, um, early. You were up even just as early, but it's just different time zones. And so I'm mm-hmm. looking around. I'm in the Facebook group. Um, and I'm just you know, like like kind of blown away. I, I was getting a little I've been stressed out, had a lot of stuff going on at work. Uh, you know, basically my boss needs to bend the knee. Okay. So yeah, that's what, <laughs> but, uh, Rez is about to pull an Eddard Stark, take off the hand of the, uh, King clip and that's walk right. out. That's right. Yeah. As long as they don't take my head, I think I'll, I think I'll do that. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, so no, then, then I get in here and it's like, I see all this, you know, cool stuff going on in the Facebook group and, uh, all the different Ravens that we got this week. And I'm just like, I'm back, you know, back in the kingdom, you know, back in hey, the realm. good. It's so, good. It's awesome, man. I don't know. But how about you? You've been you've had an, uh, an exciting weekend. Woo, man. Yeah, just a lot of things. Things are uh, just ramping up, ramping up over here, you know. So uh, I've been, um, you know, Sir Ezra and I often talk. We have a bunch of other projects. One of my other projects is kind of, you know, uh, it's a video game related. So I've been attending the Portland Retro Gaming Expo mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. I'm going back today, although when this airs it'll have been over and so just making a lot of cool podcasting connections a lot of um you know it's, it's kind of cool to hear a lot of other podcasters talk um, yeah. to, just to talk shop with them see some of the things they do and actually one of to toot our own horn here a little bit to toot our uh our drag our own dragon binder here yeah a yeah. little bit careful now careful um, doing that it's true you know one of the things that People asked us, and they're asking me, and they in this, and they said, um, "Like, what do you attribute your success to?" Like, someone asked me that with with you know with Ben the Knee, and uh, I told him flat out, and I think this is the truth. If you look at our reviews and you look what honestly all of our listeners say is, I just tell them it's our community, hundred oh, yeah. percent. It is it it is our community because 
you know, we, you and you and I, sir, as are often say, like the community isn't part of our show. The community is our show. Right. Yep. Uh, and so it was just cool. And I just told him, he's like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a good idea. It's like, absolutely. Like it's worth that. Not be, we, we would not be here if it weren't for our listeners. And well, I mean, how are we supposed to cover, you know, seven kingdoms? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, we're just a couple well, Robert Baratheons ourselves. So, you know, this is all this uh, ruling and, you know, counting coppers and stuff. It, I don't know. It's tough. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like uh, the other day, um, <clears throat> you know, old old Varamir Foreskins told me yeah. uh, just hit me up and said, hey, just so you know, the episode isn't up on Spotify. You know, it was up everywhere else, and that was just a Spotify thing. It's it's fixed. It's fixed now. It's just, yeah. You know, sometimes it takes those other things, but it's just like that's the kind of thing that we have for us, and it's like very we're very fortunate mm-hmm. um, that like you guys are so willing to let us know, hey, like something's up, you know, yep. or you know, we had we had an audio little glitch. Oh um, yeah. In in yeah. the in the follow up Friday episode, and you guys said, hey, the audio is is glitched. Unfortunately, we without just pulling that episode down and then right, we couldn't putting it back it, yeah. up. Putting it back up, um, there's nothing we can really do about it. Which I mean, we could do, but it yeah. would you know for all those people who have automatic downloads, it would you know redownload, download, yeah, redownload. So unfortunately, that one's just kind of there. But um, so you know, and, and that's like just we and that's cups. just like a, that's just like yeah, I know that's like a I listened to it. It's like just a little thirty second clip of the whole episode, but. You know, it's just that's the kind of group we have, and it's always so nice to just jump in the Facebook group and see what everyone's saying. And and you thank you guys so much for just letting us know anytime something isn't uh, isn't up. And so I just appreciate right. it a lot. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I do too. Uh, case in point here, the the follow up Friday that is um, coming right at, right after this Monday show here is basically going to be all Facebook group. Now we have a bunch yeah. of ravens. Uh, but there's so much good stuff in the in the group that we're actually just going to open it up and just go to town, respond mm-hmm. to you know different folks, and and kind of look at what we've had in the comments for uh, people. We've got conversation starters, you know. People, you get that. By the way, there's these little cool little like uh, what are they called, Matt? They're they're like the oh like those little emblems. Like, no, they're like next to your name, and it'll tell you that you're a conversation starter or you're yeah. a founding member. Yeah, like yeah, those are super cool. They're kind of yeah. cool. You know? That is cool. That is something that Facebook. Uh, added pretty pretty recently so right uh at least that i know i I, i've been in other facebook groups and i don't ever remember seeing those so yeah Yeah. super cool um uh yes oh one other thing somebody had posted something about the and actually we'll talk about it here in a second the johnny walker uh somebody had bought it and they said hey is it okay if i post a picture of it because it's alcohol i guess yeah sure and um is like is it okay for me to post it and uh, yeah, you know the nice thing is that we've never even had to really go over the rules of the group because we just have such a good group. Yeah, true. You know? That's true. I mean, and you know, we still been we still want to add moderators and stuff and get that going for our, our patrons. Yeah. Um, we just, uh, you know, super super busy with a lot of other stuff right now, but uh, it's just so nice. It's like we haven't even had to discuss it and you know stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, it's just solid conversation, which is great. So. Yeah. So, um, do you have to yeah. make a quick apology to Sam the Hammer though? We let him down last Friday. Uh, we let him down. I saw he, I saw that in the Facebook group. He was he's listening to us via his Apple Watch. Yep. Running uh, like a 4K, it looks like, and uh, it took him an hour and twenty minutes. And um, 
We let him down. We let him down. He needed a little bit longer. He, he, he had needed to, a little longer. As he had he to said, listen to a lesser podcast. He had to listen to a lesser podcast for the final 20 minutes. Uh, that so. is on us. All we can do, you know, is ask for yeah. forgiveness. <clears throat> so Forgiveness. So. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on over to the small council. So uh, two things I found kind of cool this week. Um, first of all, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Johnny Walker scotch the game the the johnny white walker so yeah. just some, something happening so i see some people are posting on it in the group that they're getting it um it's out in select stores if you do want to go find it lord adam parker sent me pictures of it with uh if when you put it in the freezer it changed like the bottle changes right yeah yeah so it's super cool um, so I have never felt more like an alcoholic in my life and I'm, uh, Sir Ezra can attest. I'm someone who I rarely drink, I'm but when he does, big, it's great guys. It's yeah, great. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really a big drinker, but, uh, so I went to my local liquor store and I am on their wait list in, in the, when this comes out, I had to go to my oh. store and pre-order scotch, uh, you know, so. That's so awesome, man. That's so awesome. Yeah. You know what's funny, though, is that this is a really hot commodity because the guy... So I went to two different liquor stores, actually. One is kind of a more, like, upscale liquor store. Yeah, okay. Um, that's the one where I'm on the wait list. Then I went to this other one, which is totally, like, your, uh, you know, just like a... I mean, you think of, like, a liquor store. Right. Not really the best area. Not in the best area. They got kind yeah. of, like, the metal cages on, like, the outside. You know, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. And anyway, the, guy's, the guy who runs the store is super nice. I went in and asked him about it, and he said, no, we don't have that in. You're the third person to come in and ask about it. Wow. Um, yeah. And he said, he's, huh. he was telling me, he's like, you know, it's actually a really good deal because it's just about as much as their black label. Um, it's, he's like, he's like, for 40 bucks, he's like, it's, that's about what it is. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not that bad. I almost drove half an hour to go get it, but then I would have had I would have had to have driven into the state of Washington. Mm. And one of our listeners is actually lives up there. I want to say it is. Uh, I think it's Sir Gibbs, isn't it? Let me see. I think I just had him up here for from Pullman, Washington, or something. Yeah, right? Pullman, Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I remembered that. Let me see if that's true. But anyways, yeah, yeah. I think somebody does. I think he does live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, but I, I guess the tax is in, so there's no sales tax in Oregon, but I guess there is quite a sales tax in the state of Washington. Uh, and so mm. the guy was like, you'd, you'd be paying like 40% more. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Okay. <laughs> well, well, well we're counting yeah. coppers over here. Okay. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're counting coppers. So, uh, That's all funny. right. Okay. Well, one other thing I just wanted to uh, talk about real quick here before we move on to some other cool news, uh, just more of a show announcement is. So Ezra and I have been tossing around the idea of doing Discord, all that stuff. But what I think would be cool would be a um, maybe here in like the next couple months or weeks or something would be if we did like maybe like a Facebook Live uh, and just okay. kind of did like an, an answer or not a Facebook Live, a YouTube Live okay. and yep. um, just kind of answer some questions. That way you get that chat on the side. Yeah. Um, and we, we can read the chat and you guys can answer. We can answer your questions. Uh, maybe just do a big Q and A. Ask us like life questions, or you can ask us show questions or thoughts and theories, and just kind of do a big. Well, I mean, it's things like hangout. this because you know sometimes people are like, "Well, what would I ask those guys?" You know, uh, it's things like this, like um, I don't know, top ten, you know, most attractive women, you know, in 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 a Game of Thrones, you know, right? I mean, that's yeah. 
Do I have a list, Sir Matt? Yes, I have a list. Okay. Oh, I, mean, I, def- I definitely do. <laughs> and do I have one for book and show? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Like- are we talking about? Are we talking about their their age based solely upon when they're in Game of Thrones or in like their prime? <laughs> because. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Lady Olena was a Bond girl. Okay? You're right. Oh, you're right. She was. She yeah. was a Bond girl. I think she was the Bond girl in Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is my least favorite James Bond movie, but still. Right. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You're right about that. She too. marries James Bond and dies. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. Good call on that one. Uh. So yeah, she's she's. I gotta go back and look at my list now. Now I gotta go back yeah, and reconsider. Gotta, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, anyways, yeah, questions like that, guys, because, you know, we're, we've we we've got some other stuff here that's maybe a little, you know, PG-13 rated R, so we uh, right. <clears throat> keep it on the DL. But uh, Yeah, so. All right, so, okay, uh, one other thing here is that uh, I saw this on from Gurr's Twitter page. Gurr's actually started tweeting a lot more about and talking a lot more about Fire and Blood, so just uh, be reminded that is coming out soon, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, but they're doing a special Funko Pop collection of the creators – Dan and Dave and Gurr. Chimney. That's so, crazy. Uh, yeah. I know. If you're a hardcore Funko Pop collector, which I am slowly becoming, yeah. uh, <laughs> you can keep 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 an eye out for those. They look really cool. We'll have to post a picture of this in the group here. They do? Yeah. Yeah. And they're even like they're even like holding like notepads and stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. All so. right. <clears throat> That's awesome. Well, yeah, again, don't forget Fire and Blood's coming out soon. We'll be covering that in uh november so Mm -hmm. um all right i think we're on and into the uh maester study so this week we are kind of covering the veil and i just want to say before you know sir matt starts us off with the reading here way more major castles and keeps i'm sorry i should just say uh castles uh in the veil than i had originally you know realized uh, I'm not going to go over all of them, but there's once you get past the Erie, there's all sorts of you know over by the fingers. You've got uh, castles. You've got what Shakewood, Longbow Hall, um, Old Anchor, Runestone. I mean, you've got all sorts of different you know keeps over there. So I just thought that was uh, kind of interesting. We think you know once you get to uh, the Erie that we're we're done, but really there's so much more you know east of uh, you know. That keep so and then past the bloody gate and so on, so mm-hmm. yeah, we just don't we just don't see a, we don't see a lot of the veil. Yeah, we're not really there a whole lot, and, and so we're I mean, really not there in the show. I mean, other than the like two or three times we go there, um, and then even in the books, you just once once they kind of leave it, we don't really. I mean, until like you know, you know, Sansa goes back for a bit, but I mean, we don't re- we only really see um, the castle. We don't really get us like. Yeah, you know, like explore the towns. Right now, we we do get little things like you know the uh, three sisters and things like that. You know, uh, references to to where um, they're traveling from the north down. You know, past uh, the bite and into the narrow sea, and then the Bay of Crabs, and then over to Blackwater Bay. So you get all those references actually to like the little um, oh the, the bodies of water. You know, uh, but that's that's kind of it. I mean, there's. Uh, there's a few. Runestone is mentioned. Um, I'm trying to look and see here. The fingers themselves, just you know, Littlefinger, uh, where he's from, uh, are are mentioned. The high road, the mountain clans, you know, and that's 
that's about it. So, um, all right, but yeah, let's jump. Let's jump into it though. Let's see what we can learn about the veil this week. Yeah. All right, the Vale of Aaron, a long, wide, fertile valley, uh, and entirely ringed by the great gray-green peaks of the mighty mountains of the moon, is as rich as it is beautiful. Perhaps that is why the first Andal invaders chose to land there when they crossed the narrow sea beneath the banner of their gods. The proof of the claim lies in the, in the stones carved ar- about the fingers, which bear images of stars, sword, and axes, or hammers, as some have argued. The sacred book of the faith, the seven-pointed star, speaks of a golden land amidst towering mountains. When Hugor of the Hill received his vision of the bounty that would one day belong to the Andals, isolated from the west the rest of Westeros by its towering mountains, the Vale proved the perfect ground for the Andals to carve out their first kingdom in this new land. The first men who were there before the Andals fought these seaborne conquerors stubbornly, but the Vale was uh, but thin, thinly peopled in those days, and they soon found themselves outnumbered in every fight. No sooner was one longship set aflame or driven back into the sea, the singers say that ten more rose from the dawn. Nor could the first men match the zeal of the invaders, and their bronze axes and binaries of bronze scales proved less than equal to the steel swords and iron ringmail of the Andals. Mm-hmm. Moreover, the Vale and its surrounding peaks were divided into a, a score of petty kingdoms when the first Andals began their wading ashore with the seven-pointed star uh, on their chests, uh, riven by ancient em- Emnities. Sorry, I'm having a hard time reading, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the king of the first men did not unite against the invaders when they, uh, when first they appeared, but rather made pacts and alliances with them, seeking to use the newcomers in their wars against one another. Yeah, you know. So I, I guess uh, when you think about the Andals coming over and and that mountain range, it does make a lot of sense that that's a place where they could kind of set up shop. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hidden behind this range. Uh, where, where you can't get support from the other first men or some of the other kings. And so they can kind of uh, get their, I guess, like get grounded, you know, they can get established there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, they're able to kind of uh, keep pushing westward and southward and, and so on. So, uh, yeah, that is the spot. They, they even talk later, there's a bunch of different, well, maybe they just said that, a bunch of different spots where you can see, you know, um, on the fingers and on the different uh, coastlines where the seven-pointed star is, you know, etched into stone there because they had kind of came over and, and and taken the spot over. Now, the there's a reference, actually. Maya Stone in our, our chapter today um, is engaged, or she believes she's uh, going to uh, be with one of the, I can't remember which house it is right now, but the, the guy who has the, he's descended from the first men, you know, and he's like a mm-hmm. real, it's like a kind of a cool little, a little house there, a little connection um, to the, to to the first men, just because the Andals and the first men are so intermixed now in in the Vale that it's it's sort of you know um, it, it's just interesting how they're all trying to make claims to either one or the other, you know. So right, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to uh, the actual chapter, but <clears throat> um, yeah. So let's see, and when it was the it was the those the bronze you know, scales that, that proved um, less equal to the steel swords, right? So the Andals mm-hmm. uh, coming over with, with their steel and their, their iron ring mail uh, really is what sort of um, helped them, you know, defeat the first men. So. Right. 
There's that. Yeah, the advance, the advancement in, in kind of tech, as as you know, if you you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, uh, sir, should, should we talk about? Uh, I want to talk about some of the houses that are in the Vale, some of the, the houses we know today. Okay. Um, so uh, we have uh, the Wayne Woods, Royce, Corbray, Baelish, Belmore, uh, Grafton, Hunter, Redford, and Templeton. And, you know, like Wayne Wood, Royce, Corbray, obviously Baelish. Yeah. Um, Hunter and Redford, we actually, you, you hear about them quite a bit as some of those people you know they have people at the court they have you know when you hear about just some of the the people fighting in battles those are some of those common names you hear when you you're hearing about people who you know who aren't you know like our main kind of characters right yeah uh for sure and and it's uh need to pay attention to those names because they you know those people we we encounter them we don't always encounter them in 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 the veil you know uh we'll we'll see them in king's landing or uh, other places as well so uh yeah, uh, Osgood too is a name here that I'm looking at. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just just one of the one of the original uh, kings, King Osgood, right? And mm-hmm. so this whole bit, there's so much with this uh, the the fighting between the Andal uh, kings and the uh, first men kings, and these these mm-hmm. first couple pages, it's it's a little overwhelming, but there's a uh, a lot of history here and battle between these different houses, you know, and so it's mm-hmm. a wonder that they eventually were able to kind of. Um, Oh, live in peace. Well, you know, uh, be united under one uh, one king before right. the conquest. Right. So, so there's that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. King Osgood, uh, King Yorick the what is that? Yorick the sixth of Runestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these uh, people. So. Um, <clears throat> You know, the other thing I think that's kind of that's kind of interesting about the Vale is that the Vale has I mean, the North has this as well, but it's really the Vale where we kind of think of um, where we've got these 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 uh, not wildlings. What am I thinking? The the clans, the clansmen. Yep. Yeah. And so you've got the stone crows, the milk snakes, the sons of the mist, the moon brothers, the black ears, sons of the tree. The burned men, the howlers, the redsmith, and the painted dogs. Mm-hmm. And then it says like lesser clans uh, exist as well, often being formed after some feud splinters one clan. But these usually only last a short time before they are swallowed up by rivals or wiped out by knights of the Vale. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then it goes on to talk about like most of these clan names have some meaning, however obscure those meanings might be to us. The black ears take the ears of the men they defeat in battle as trophies. Uh, amongst the burn men, a youth must give some part of his body to fire to prove the courage before he can be deemed a man. That's uh, that's kind of right. that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Well, so yeah, exactly. So um, some of those guys who did not, all right, some of the first men who didn't uh, join up with or marry into or fall under the authority of the Andals. Once they had kind of conquered and 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 won there, they did retreat to to sort of the uh, the mountains and they, they became the mountain clans, right? Uh, as you said, like right. the black, black right. ears and and burned men, and uh, you know, so that's they just don't they they kind of rejected um, the Erie and 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 whoever was in charge there. So they are kind of outside of uh, the Erie's jurisdiction. I mean, they they technically they are, but like they they're into sort of open, you know. 
I guess, rebellion? I mean, they're not really, you know, they don't adhere to the law of the land, do they? I mean, it seems like they're kind of uh, out there just on their own, you know? Yeah. I, I, I would think, anyways. Now, another, yeah. an, another interesting thing about the, um, the, the veil, it is said that they could uh, raise anywhere from, like, you know, um, 40 to 45,000 men. Uh, and that they have this massive fleet. So they're actually, we kind of forget how um, it's it's a highly populated area, especially once you get beyond the mountain range mm-hmm. and towards the coastline. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people there, and uh, it's it's a, it's a you know the east. I mean, this is where the warden of the east is. You know, and right. we'll talk more about that today with Jamie Lannister. We stuff. will, yeah. But uh, it's it's a spot where they have a they have a pretty good fleet. They 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 are. Um, Plenty of troops and stuff, and they just really, they're kind of known for um, just defending their own keep, really, and, and keeping their own lands safe. I'm not, I'm not sure that they've, um, you know, because we saw in the show, right, that they're that they're the force that rides north, and they're, they're pretty boss when they do, you know, with, with Sansa. But I'm kind of thinking, like, when have we ever seen them, you know, e- even historically, out and about, like even during Aegon's conquest, they were held up here in the Vale, uh, kind of doing their own thing, weren't they? They didn't really come out in open warfare. I mean, the, of course, you had, uh, what's her name? Um, was it Visenya, uh, who shows up with her dragon, you know, and then kind mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, calls them Basically, there. But. It will, <clears throat> right, but then that doesn't even go anywhere because she shows up with the dragon because they kind of retreat back into the castle and then, that, right. you know. Yeah, it's just, I'm trying to think of when I've seen them out in open warfare, you know, like really showing their full strength. So, it just right. mentioned that they have a great strength, but I don't know that we we really see that. So, uh, yeah. Now there is something kind of cool here. During the uh, Age of Heroes, there was this um, oh gosh, this guy called the Winged Knight. He's among the legendary uh-huh. heroes of the Valesmen from a thousand years ago. So I thought that was kind of you know neat. This this reference to a winged knight. Um, he was a uh, isn't it, is it the Falcon Knight? Is that maybe he's called the Falcon Knight too? Yeah, is is that in the yeah in the text there? Yeah, he's also known as the Falcon Knight. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, the the, it's like the the Falcon Knight's armor flashed bright, brilliantly in the morning sun. His sword was uh, no Lady Forlorn, which we know is oh uh, yeah yeah Lady Forlorn is yeah because he's dueling. Who is he? Who is he dueling? He's dueling um, Robar. You mean with uh, you mean the Falcon Knight or? Because yeah. later on, Lady For- Forlorn goes to uh, that uh, Corbrary, um, right. who ends up having it. He, is, he ends up. Uh, that's in the Battle of. Uh, that's that's. Gosh, what is? Oh my gosh, the Blackfire Rebellion, isn't it? Isn't that? Doesn't mm-hmm. he fight in that? And he gets mm-hmm. gets killed, I think. Um, let me look him up real quick. But yeah, just kind of a neat little the the Age of Heroes, man. You know, that's there's going to be some cool stuff come out of that. Uh, show for sure so i hope yeah i I hope i hope for sure yeah um yeah so uh we can talk about some of these other um houses here maybe talk a little bit about house aaron um it's this is kind of interesting it says in any discussion of the origins of house aaron however it is crucial to distinguish uh between history and legend there is abundant historical evidence uh, for the existence of Sir Artis Aaron, the Falcon Knight, the first Aaron king to rule over Mountain and Vale. 
His victory over King Robar II at the Battle of the Seven Stars is well attested to, even though the details of that victory might have been somewhat embroidered in the centuries that followed. King Artis was undoubtedly a real man, albeit an extra, extraordinary one. Okay. Uh, in the veil, however, the deeds of this real hist- historical personage have become utterly confused with those of his legendary namesake, another artist, Aaron, who lived many thousands of years earlier during the ha- Age of Heroes and is remembered uh, in song and story as the Winged Knight. Yeah, that, that's what, as, uh, yeah, what, you, what you were talking about. So the, even us, we just got confused about it. Wait, wait, you're talking about the Falcon Knight or the, 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 the Winged Knight? Right, yep. Yeah, but, yeah being both. Yeah, and so let me see here. They they kind of talk about. I'm just gonna see if I can find more on the wing tonight because I think he's kind of a cool character. Um, I was looking up Lady Forlorn, just being the ancestral longsword of House uh, Corbray, uh, and and House mm-hmm. Corbray, um, what's his name? Is it Gwen? Yeah, that's Gwen, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's in the Kingsguard. Uh, yeah, during the Battle of the of the, of the Red Grass Field, I was right. You know, he was out there and he fought Damon Blackfire, and he ends up, uh, you know, um, yeah, eventually. Near an hour of fighting, Damon defeated uh, Sir Gawain. So, and Lady Forlorn is kind of you know then returned. Uh, but, anyways, just a neat little connection to that sword and that that uh, that house, that family, a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got here? Um, uh, good old house, Aaron. Yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about the the eerie itself, the the castle. Okay. Uh, many have claimed that the Eyrie of the Aarons is the most beautiful castle in all the Seven Kingdoms, and it is hard to deny this truth, uh, though the Tyrells surely do. We'll get mm-hmm. to them next week, I think. Uh, seven slim white towers crown the Eyrie where it sits high upon a shoulder of, of the giant's lance, and no castle in Westeros boasts more marble in its walls or upon its floors. And yet the Aarons and the men of the Vale will tell you that the Eyrie is impregnable as well. Uh, for its position high atop the mountains make it all but impossible to assault. It is the smallest of the royal seat in Westeros, uh, and it was not originally the seat of House Aaron. That honor belongs to the Gates of the Moon, a much larger castle that stands at the foot of the Giant's Lance and the very site where Sir Artis Aaron and his Andals made their camp that on that night before the Battle of the Seven Stars. Hmm. Wow. It's actually there's a great photo here of of uh uh-huh. in in the world in the World of Ice and Fire book. Yeah. Even with the baskets on the side and and, and Hologump supply, you know. You can kind of see on mm-hmm. the side there which we're going to talk about today uh in in how they get supplies there. So definitely something um interesting. And you know wh- when we talk today uh as they're traveling up towards uh the Erie, there's other keeps. I mean essentially small little keeps along the way, you know. That they mm-hmm. actually stop at, you know, um, it's 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 and they're they're full blown. I mean, they're not like major castles, but they're uh, these little keeps along the way. You've got the the sky stone and uh, whatever the third one was, but uh, kind of neat, man. It's yeah, they say it's it's impenetrable, but it's like look at um, I think they make a mention of it in the chapter today too. Like like one, you know, it's kind of like the wall, right? You know, uh, right. One guy could climb over, you know, just give him some. Uh, climbing gear, and he can he can climb up in there, and he could uh, you know uh, take out whoever, assassinate whoever you know is is in there. So you don't really always need a whole army. Um, oh, absolutely. Of, well, know. apparently you just need one dragon. There you go. That too. Yeah. So, 
you can look at you can also see the the sky cells too on the side of this uh, picture as well. You can see where they were holding Tyrion, so that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, right on the side of that picture there, so they did a really good job of that in the show. It looks just like uh, what we have here in the in the drawing, uh, because because Gur really vouched for all of these different um, uh, illustrations. He thought they were he that they really came as close to what he was envisioning um, as they could. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. The artwork in this book is it's amazing. All right, anything else on? The uh, nope. I think we can go ahead and move on over to our reread. Okay. Last week we are we were in Eddard Eight. Ned and King Robert had argued over a plot to kill Daenerys Targaryen when the Small Council also uh, stood against him. Uh, Ned resigns in protest, and Ned prepares to return to Winterfell. Uh, and then Littlefinger arrives with news that he has identified a brothel that Jon Arryn and Stannis Baratheon had visited. This week we are in Catelyn Six, but the last time we were in a Catelyn chapter, Catelyn and Sir Robert. Sir Roderick had taken shelter from the rain at an inn at the crossroads. Soon after, Tyrion Lannister and his party had arrived. Tatlin, Cat, uh, Tyrion recognizes Catelyn, who had hoped to remain anonymous, and Catelyn takes this opportunity to convince the men in the room to take Tyrion captive so he can face the king's justice in Winterfell. There we go again, because uh, really the last time she would have been in a Tyrion chapter. So, right. So just so just keep that in mind if you're doing these uh, POV rereads um this week catelyn six catelyn and her party finally reach the bloody gate and safely at her sister's request catelyn makes the dangerous night ascent to the eerie to meet liza and her sickly son robert but yeah. uh really sir ezra the character we'll get to here here in a, here in a few that i find the most interesting in this is her is her uncle old brendan the blackfish man i was just about to ask you what is your favorite part of this chapter, your favorite yeah. part. I mean, and that's that. To, like you know, the blackfish is my favorite part. Uh, learning mm-hmm. about their little spat and what took place, and now you think about Hoster Tully's dying words when when mm-hmm. when you read this, and you're you're kind of like, what he, what is he talking about? What is he sorry about? You know, um, does he have any you know final words for his brother? You know, like the kids all liked him. It just I don't know. It really. I thought it was the coolest part to all of this, even though you're learning about oh, the abs- Eerie. Yeah, know. oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't know. But um, I divided this just real quickly into, into like two uh, two halves here, just the first half being the Bloody Gate and the second half being Maya Stone, the Basket, and the Nipple. All right, so I just figured, you know, mm-hmm. let's lump all those into into the last half there because I think the Bloody Gate and the meeting and the, and the, it's the, the discussion with the Blackfish uh, is just – Seem way more significant to me than than uh, what happens later. I know Maya Stone is important, and the climb, you know, up to the top is is interesting. The conversation with Lysa, but but really, let's get into this uh, into this stuff at the Bloody Gate. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, let me let me let me pull it up here here in the chapter. Yeah, it kind of starts off with this uh, Sir, Sir Donald uh, Wainwood. Which is which is right. a cool name. Yep, right. I thought that was kind of neat. So he's there. Um, yeah, you know, the, yeah. The chapter starts off. My lady, you should have sent word of your coming. Sir Donald Wainwood told her as their horses climbed the pass. We uh, we would have sent an escort. The high road is not as safe as it once was for a small party as yours. 
you know, right there, it sounds like the the Knights of uh, the Knights of the Vale don't really do a good job of keeping keeping it safe. They don't patrol that road, do they? Really? I mean, I I was thinking that it seems, too. Is what it well, seems okay. like. I would say maybe they used to, uh, but they don't uh, anymore, and, it, and that's all because of Lysa. You know that she's pulled everything mm-hmm. back. So maybe right. at one point they did, uh, and they kind of mentioned that now it's like, you know, we can't because Lady Lysa wants us all back here to protect young Robert. So, right. Well, right. Even right here, it says the clans have grown bolder since Lord John died. Sir Donald said, yeah. Um, you know, if it was up to me, I would take a, a hundred men into the mountains and root them all out and, you know, give them, give them some sharp lessons, but your sister has forbade it. Um, right. she didn't even let, she didn't even let her knights, uh, to fight in the hands tourney. She wants all our swords kept close to home to defend the veil against what no one is certain. Yeah. Exactly. Shadow shadows, some say. So what is what is what is that about? <laughs> yep, yep, shadows. Um I'm gonna make a, a comment real quick that's just totally may seem un, un, unrelated, but when you think about the veil, because we we're talking about it, we're talking uh, Catelyn's coming in here, right? And you look at the way it's structured, uh it, it reminds me a lot of uh, and I'm just gonna make a quick reference here to Rohan and in yeah. in a like the Lord of the Rings, you know, they're they're mounted on horses and stuff. And you had like the king and then you had these different. Um, oh, gosh, you had uh, almost not not wardens, but you had like these different, uh, you know, marshals of the of the east, marshal of the west and the north. And so, so even inside of uh, the veil, it's got this structure. You've got the bloody gate and you've got, you know, it's like an honor to be at these different, you know, uh, defenses, I guess. So. As the road comes in, it's got all these different, uh, you know, points where, where you're kind of like, you know, you could be stopped. When you look at the north, when you run up the King's, you know, uh, King's Road, what really is, uh, you got Moat Kalen, you know, there uh, right. near it. But then once past that, I mean, really, what's in between Winterfell and anything coming from the south? You know, what other keep or what other structure right. is there to kind of, you know, prevent an army from from, from moving you know, closer. So it's just kind of neat that you have the bloody gate set up here, and then you've got all these different waypoints uh, leading up to the area. And I just think it's it's almost like an honor um, for you know Brendan to be in this spot, and for you know even like um, Donald Way, uh, what's his name, Way- uh, Waynewood, right? He he gets real right, formal yeah. and requests a formal entry into you know um, the veil, you know, or past the bloody gate. It's just it's it's kind of cool to me. It just seems like it has that that defense structure. That I don't really see a whole lot of other places, you know. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Like it's kind of structured that way. So, yeah. But all right, let's see. Yeah. Um, so okay. So after so so okay. So after that, they end up, uh, you know, going a little bit a little bit forward, and she says, um, you know, it says a knight of the gate lifted his visor. I thought the lady looked familiar. You are far from home, little cat. And you, uncle, she said, smiling, despite all she had been through, hearing uh, that hoarse, smoky voice again took her back 20 years to the days of her childhood. My home is at my back, he said gruffly. Um, Your home is in my heart, Catelyn told him. Take Mm -hmm. off your helm. I would look upon your face again. And then it talks about, you know, he has gotten a lot older since since she last saw him. And I just love that exchange because that is totally like the family duty honor. Family comes first for Catelyn. Yeah. Even someone like her uncle, who she hasn't seen in a very long time. It's just he is he's blood. And so she's 
you know. Yep. All yep, in exactly. It. Exactly. Yep, and she goes on to tell him that, you know, uh that she that she rides before the storm. Didn't have time to tell Lysa, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here, I need your assistance. Um and so so yeah, this is where you kind of get that formal um uh, Sir Donald asking, May we enter the veil? Uh, the Waynewoods were ever ones for ceremony in the name of Robert Aaron, Lord of the Eyrie, Defender of the Vale, True Warden of the East. True Warden, by the way. True Warden of the East. I bid you enter freely and charge you to keep his peace. Sir Brendan replied, come. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there's the entry um, through the bloody gate. Uh, so this is interesting because we're going to talk in a bit. You know, Remember that discussion that Robert right. and Ned had uh, in previous chapters where you know, right now in, in in a time of peace, there's no reason to name the warden of the east as 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 Jamie Lannister. You know, right. just just give the title yeah. to this, you know, to this kid. Let him have it. And you know, if ever you needed to change that, you could. You know, I mean, you know, like like if ever there was war, you know, if the Dothraki did invade, you know, fine, then give the title to to whoever. But like, you know, Ned was trying to push for. Um, it's almost like it was an insult, like a slap in the face to uh, John Aaron and his legacy, you know. So, but all right, yeah. Um, so right. So th- then, well, uh, something something real quick kind of before we get to that next part. Um, uh, when her uncle saw that she had stopped, he moved his horse closer and pointed. It's there beside Alyssa's tears. All you can see from here is a flash of white every now and then if you look hard and the sun hits the walls just right. Seven towers, Ned had told her, like white daggers thrust into the belly of the sky so high that you can stand on the parapets and look down on the clouds. And, you know, it's just I I always I always like I always forget that Ned really grew up in the Erie. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like that he spent he's Ned spent a lot of time there because we always just assume, like think of Ned and Winterfell in the north. But he spent a lot of time in the Erie, you know, like he, he did. He grew up in he grew up in that castle. Right. Exactly. Yeah, definitely knows it. And yeah, she mentioned that a couple of times, you know, having heard from him right. uh, when she goes to, to to ascend, you know, uh, hearing about the pathway in which she has to take uh, to get up there. Yeah. So. Right. Um, I was trying to find a part here, but and I want to mention it before I forget, because I know that I will. Uh, where's the part where it mentions that her heart had turned to stone? Did you catch that? Uh, no. Oh my gosh, man! I caught and I, I oh I will find it. I promise I will find it before we're done today. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, so uh, Roger. Uh, something else that's kind of interesting. Roger Cassell said, you know, he's this older guy. He's like, lady, I I, I fear I can go no further today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so uh, you you, yeah, you feel bad for him. He's just he's older. He's like, I can't. I just can't. Well, go. they had to tie him to his horse and stuff. I mean, he's super, mm-hmm. you know, uh, injured. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's his name? The, the hedge knight stays with him. Um, Wode, uh, Sir Willis Wode, right? Ends up staying back. So this is where they kind of decide who's going to go, you know, forward and, and who isn't. And she doesn't want Braun to go, but you know, right. once once Marillion uh, ends up asking to go, and she she grants him permission. Like, what what can she do? You know, how can she tell um, Braun that he's not he's not allowed to go with her? You know, when he was the main reason that they were able to cut through the mountain clans, she says, you know, like she's like she she hasn't seen someone, you know, with his fierceness and, you know, fighting skills. In oh, right. Yeah. 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 Who knows how long? Yeah. So that was pretty neat. So they're deciding to kind of uh, 
bring Braun along, and, and and you know you get to that part where um, eventually they start talking about Tyrion, and 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 we'll get we'll get there in just a bit, but you know he's chummy, you know with uh, with Braun, and uh, is definitely um, making some alliances there for sure. So, um, so oh here we go. So let's see, there was the oh we're past that part already. Oh the giant's lance. I was going to mention. So this this big. Mm-hmm. Uh, peak that um the area is on is is on something called the giant's lance and they say mountains look up to it you know like the tall some of the, your tallest mountains have to like are like dwarfed by this mountain um I, I, it gives you a reference as to how tall it is and i totally f- lost um the equivalent of, of how tall it was but it is it's huge at this sounds like it's probably one of the tallest mountains in right, Westeros, in, in Westeros, yeah, I think it might actually be. So, uh, so there's that. We don't really, they don't really com- do a lot of comparisons, but it seemed like it would just with that statement that it dwarfed other mountains, and other mountains looked up to it. That it's you know it's the Mount Everest, you know. So right, but yeah, um, it just you know, there's a, there's there's a really there's really a lot of small. This chapter um, is pretty. The plot is pretty straightforward. But you really have to dissect these tiny little things mm-hmm. in here. Like, there's a line here where, um, you know, you're still in kind of this the same area here where Catelyn is kind of just talking to Brennan Blackfish. They're talking when they're talking about, uh, you know, Robert Aaron being this young little kid and how he shouldn't really be ruling, and you know, the mood of the Vale is not great. Um, and he's saying, well, it seems to me that Liza is only playing at courtship because we know that Liza doesn't want to marry again. Um, she enjoys the sport, but I believe your sister intends to rule herself until the boy is old enough to be Lord of the Eyrie in truth as well as name. And Catelyn says a woman can rule as wisely as a man. Right. Just because mm-hmm. Catelyn yeah. is that coming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, Brendan's really, really hinting at something that she doesn't quite understand until she gets face to face with her sister. You know. Um, right. She's she's lost it. Uh, and. You know, it's like, yeah, for, and he probably, you know, if it's, well, he, say, he says that, he goes, you know, she is not you, you know, he's like, you know, um, Lysa is, is, is not you, Kat, if it were you, you know, that's, that's different, but this is your sister, you're like, kind of like you don't, you know, quite uh, know what we're talking about yet, so she will be, um, so what, I think it's been five years since she's seen Lysa, mm-hmm. is that the case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, hasn't, she hasn't seen Lysa in, in, in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, and then when we'll get to it, we'll get to it in a bit. When she does finally see her, she can see things of uh, things have not gone entirely well for her sister. Right. Um, okay, so once Bran, or what's Bran? Once Bronn uh, decides to come, and Marillion wants to kind of, you know, he says, "I beg you to allow me to accompany you to the area to see the end of the tale, um, as I saw its beginning." So she's, you know, sure, whatever. Uh, Bronn comes. You get over to this part here where. Um, Let's see. They talk about how long it's going to take for them to get uh, to the area. It's like a couple of days, I think, you know, from mm-hmm. where they're at. You know, it's going to take them uh, quite a bit. So um, Sir, Sir, Don- Sir Donald had promised to send birds ahead to the Eyrie and the gates of the moon with the word of their coming. Fresh mounts were brought uh, forth from the stables, sure-footed mounts, stocky with shaggy coats. And within the hour, they set forth once again. Uh, Catelyn rode beside her uncle as they began the descent to the valley floor. Behind them came Bronn, Tyrion Lannister, Marillion, and six of Brendan's men. So there's the company moving forward. Right. Uh, 
just for reference. So now this is where you get into that bit about her um, about Brendan. So is it okay mm-hmm. to read a little bit of this? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, I have not been. Let's see. She says, uh, n- uh, "Not until they were um, a third of the way down the mountain path, well out of earshot of the others, did Brendan Tully turn to her and say, "So, child, tell me about this storm of yours." Uh, and she goes on to say here, uh, "It uh, it took longer than she would have believed to tell it all." Lysa's letter, Brand's fall, the assassin's dagger, and Littlefinger in her chance meeting with Tyrion Lannister. Uh, in the Crossroads Inn. Her uncle listened silently, heavy brows shadowing his eyes uh, as his frown grew deeper. Brendan Tully had always known how to listen to anyone but her father. So here we start to learn more about him. He was Lord Hoster's brother, younger by five years, but the two of them had been at war as far back as Catelyn could remember. During one of their louder quarrels, when uh, Catelyn was eight, Lord Hoster had called Brendan the black goat of the Tully flock. Laughing, Brendan had pointed out that the sigil of their house was a leaping trout, so he ought to be a black fish rather than a black goat. And from that day forward, he had taken it as his personal emblem. So it doesn't really tell us a whole lot about what their quarrel was. And I almost right. wonder, you know, if, if people have thoughts on on what that might be, you know. Um, yeah, was it I, yeah over I mean, well, like a woman or something or what? Maybe. Because you know? we know, you know, Hoster Hoster kind of talks about, you know, all kinds of weird little things in his, you know, like fever dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So so that's what I'm and, and well, and, and part of it is, you know, is it his daughter? Is it I don't know. It's it's a it's it's a couple and the, and the kids are at the time that they're that they're that they're arguing, um, Lysa is what is she? She's a couple years, two, three years younger than um, mm-hmm. Then Cat and Cat is like eight, um, around the time when she can kind of remember, you know, some of this going on. So, for for as long as she's remembered, they've been fighting. So it has. I don't know that it has anything to do with, with the kids, but it was something prior to that, which it could have been a marriage, or it could have been, you know, uh, who knows? I don't know. Well, maybe yeah. we get more clues here in in in, in a bit. But. Um, all right, so uh, the the war had not ended until the day she and Lysa had been wed, so the war between these two brothers. It was at their wedding feast that Brendan told his brother he was leaving Riverrun to serve Lysa and her new husband, uh, the Lord of the Eyrie. Uh, Lord Hoster had not spoken to his brothers had not spoken his brother's name since, from what Edmer had uh, told her in infrequent letters. So, you know, the war is air quote ended, uh, and it's just ended because he moved away that's all that's all that's right. what there is to it really so yeah uh, but I, I love this part where it, it sort of talks about how he was one who would listen to these kids so when Edmure uh, Lysa Catelyn even Littlefinger uh, Peter Baelish would, would come with um, different complaints or tears or tales you know and their father was too busy and their mother too ill by the way their mother um, was was ill uh, early on I think she, she died early didn't she yeah, I think so. Yeah, she, di- yeah, she she dies she dies early in in, in their lives. Yeah, so yeah. um, but uh, yeah, he's the one. He's the uncle who's who's really listening, you know, and and kind of listens to all their different tales and stuff. Uh, and they really they really admire him. They really like him, you know. So, um, there's there's that. But yeah. so anyways, she's when she's done with her tale, you know, well, um, her uncle had remained silent for a long time. And uh, he says, your father must be told. And I think that's so cool. The first thing that, 
you know, he thinks about yeah. is his brother, family, duty, honor, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Even even the, even though we know they 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 clearly had some sort of like a, a tiff at, at some point, um, it's still it just goes back to that true kind of Tully calling, right? Yep. Yeah. So I think that's that's pretty neat. He's we and she and in uh, Catelyn had thought that herself. Remember uh, the mm-hmm. chapter leading into the the crosswood um, or the, the crossroad in there. She was thinking, you know, I need to debating whether she should actually just go to her father. Um, but she knew he was also kind of uh, sickly there. So, all right. Um, um, so, th- so right. So I will say um, right before they get ready to kind of leave. Right. Um, we, we do, we do, we do get some, uh, some, some cool little lines from Tyrion here. Um, Cause Tyrion's in this chapter. He, he, he says he barely, he, he doesn't get a lot of time um, cause he's more just, yeah, you know, they're just dragging him along. But um, I think it's funny when they talk about like when Brendan is explaining the path to Catelyn. Here's what you got to do. Here's here's how you got to go. This is right before we meet Maya Stone. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know, beyond that, the path is too steep even for mules. We ascend on foot the rest of the way, or perhaps you'd prefer to ride in a basket. The Eyrie clings to the mountains directly above the sky, and on its and at its cellars are six great winches with long iron chains to draw supplies up from below. If you prefer, my lord of Lannister, I can arrange for you to ride up with the bread and beer and apples. The dwarf gave back a bit of laughter. Would that I were a pumpkin, he mm. said. Alas, yep. my, alas, my lord, my father would be no doubt uh, chagrined if his son of Lannister were to uh, went to his fate like a load of turnips. If you ascend on foot, I must do the same. We Lannisters do have a certain pride. Pride, Catelyn snapped, his mocking tone and easy uh, uh, arrogance, some might call it. And then this, I just like this line, too, where he's like, my brother is undoubtedly arrogant. My father is the soul of, you know, avarice and my sweet sister lust for power with every waking breath. I, however, am innocent as a little lamb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's straightening her out there, right? I mean. All those things are true about the Lannisters, but that just not me, right? No, right. So, and I mean, he's you know they could tip him out of that basket. I wouldn't get in that basket. They could. What's What's ironic no, is, is that is that Catelyn does later, you know. But uh, right, yeah, I, he's smart for you know holding off on that on that whole bit. Um, I wanted to before I forget just real quick. She, I just wanted to mention that um, Minissa. I think it's Minissa Went. Uh, she is the Lady of River Run. That's Hoster's wife actually does die in childbirth giving birth to his second son um and they give like an age range there so just re- that's sort mm-hmm. of why so so some of his bitterness you know once he lost his wife they kind of talk about how you know he's a little bit bitter uh not bitter but just you know you're different right yes he's not as soft and warm as he right once was so okay um right. so moving on yeah so maya stone right is that where we're mm-hmm yeah yeah, Maya Stone, Maya Stone is gonna is gonna take them up the, uh, you know, up up the way. It says, um, because they're talking about a night ascent, right? Uh, with the moon not even right. full, even Liza knows that would be an invitation to a broken neck. Um, the mules know the way, Sir Brendan, a wiry a wiry girl of seventeen or or eighteen years, stepped up beside Lord Nestor. Her hair, wa- her dark hair was cropped short and straight around her head, and she wore riding leathers and a light shirt of uh, silvered ring mail. Yep. Um, and uh, she says, do you have a name, child? Maya Stone, if it please you, my lady. It did not please her. It was an effort for Catelyn <laughs> to keep the smile on her face. Stone was a 
a bastard's name in the Vale, as snow was in the North, and flowers in Highgarden. In each of the Seven Kingdoms, custom had fashioned a surname for child a for children born with no names of their own. Catelyn had nothing against the girl, but suddenly she could not help but think of Ned's bastard on the wall, and the thought made her angry and guilty both at once. She struggled to find words for a reply. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with her, does it at all? You know, and, and we know this no. is um this is Robert Baratheon's eldest bastard, you know, milestone yeah. from when he was when he lived here uh in the mm-hmm. Vale. So crazy to see that kind of come around and, and you know, it's it's interesting that all of his bastards play you know, uh, the roles that they do. You know, they, we've got some of these. Uh, it makes you think of the Blackfire Rebellion and different things, and they might, you know, it's too bad they couldn't be, all be legitimized. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah. So so she's leading um, Catelyn up the way. She, uh, at some point during this, talks about a, a fella, and I wanted to find his name really quick. I think it's My, uh, Michael or uh, Mikkel. Is that his mm-hmm. name? Uh, Redfort, so House Redfort. Right. Uh, that's the who's house her, I was talking who's, about who's, who's you know supposed to be her betrothed at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, he kind of cares for Maya. Um, you know, and later on, it's it's until uh, Horton Redfort gives him no choice, and he has to marry uh, the newly anointed um, knight to one of the Bronze uh, Jan Royce's daughters, Ulysses uh, mm-hmm. Royce. So, and I bring that up only because Catelyn kind of says. You know, Maya's like, she she believes she's going to marry this guy, and he's just taking right. her, you know, virginity or whatever. And so right. she's like, um, you know, he wants to marry me, all this kind of stuff. And maybe he does, and is at the urging of his father that they're not going to be allowed to be together. You know what I mean? Because she's a right. bastard. So Catelyn knows that all too too well. So she she kind of feels sorry for the girl uh, at, the, at the same time that she's, like, upset because it brings memories of John, you know? So. Right, right. So, okay. Um, so then we kind of just start the ascent as, as they, as they, yeah. uh, yeah, they kind of start going. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, yeah, the, the first bit up to, and, and, and I'm pulling some of this from the wiki here to, um, guide us through just a little bit, but like up to the first way tower, uh, not too bad. You know, it almost yeah. seems like it gets steeper as you go, right? It's like at mm-hmm. each waypoint, it gets steeper to the point where it's like almost straight up at one point. You just have to like actually climb. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so but yeah, mm-hmm. that first that first way tower, uh, not too bad, and um, yeah, and what are the what are the names of the towers? You have like snow, stone, and sky, sky. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's the order is stone, snow, and then sky. I think sky. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right too. Sky is the last one. Snow is in between, and then stone is first. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so there's that. But yeah, once they get up to. Um, the uh well yeah so they were at stone and that's where that's where she kind of um takes over right where do they leave the other right. guys at they they left them at a uh was it at stone it might have been i can't remember but anyways yeah she kind of continues on however um they uh when they must lead the mules uh across uh let me see where's this at here that uh, was a really cool part catlin is um she gets to a point where she's like too scared to move Right. Mm-hmm. There's a point where remember they were on they're on mules. They switch over to mules, and uh, the mules can almost kind of find the way in the dark. And you get to a point where I think once you're getting between snow and sky, like or maybe it's after sky, where the mules are just no more use. Right. You know. And so that's where you're on foot and you're you're um, climbing. You know, 
yourself and and Catelyn just can't do it. She gets petrified, just gets to the point where she just cannot go any further. Um, now, what this made right. me think of is Maya Stone's abilities to navigate and to, you know, traverse this, you know, this way through the night. She's super. I don't know. I I just keep wondering: is she going to come back up in some? In some way, right? Is is she gonna? Because she's still alive, right? I mean, oh, she's, she's still alive. No, Maya Stone's definitely coming back up at some point. Yeah, and it just made me because I, I was reading this. I'm just thinking, wow, she's she's got some talents. You know, she she knows her way around here. She could play a role in in some way or another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't know. So she, anyways. All right, so we're getting to the point where she's um, about to hop in the basket. I think. You know, Catelyn Tully has decided that enough's enough and she's going to have to get into, right. you know, the basket that Tyrion would not get in himself. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'll just skip past that part. I mean, they just they basically haul okay. her up, right? I mean, um, yeah. this chapter's long, guys. It's actually a long chapter. And yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a long chapter. It's just it's kind of it's thick is is there's just a, there's a lot of it's like, just tiny describing little... like, yeah, like like, like the. You know how she was trembling. She's, you know, she's almost blind, climbing up through this uh, passageway, and how difficult it is, and how easy right. Maya makes it seem. You know, so right. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, character building for Maya Stone, which is just, you know, my point. I guess is that kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, she finally finds the Eyrie, which, um, according to the text, it says it can house 500 men. Um, she found mm-hmm. that it was, it was kind of. Uh, empty, you know, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of people there. Um, so she's right. brought into, you know, her sister's her sister's quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, brought before her sister, and all seems well, you know. Yeah, when she yeah, when she first when she first meets her sister, uh, she says that you know her uh, she could tell that uh, her sister has not really aged well. You know, it's funny in the show she's like tiny and dainty, but here it makes it almost says, says like she's. A little overweight yeah yep yeah it does just yeah that stress had gotten to her she's a little bit pale she's a little paler mm-hmm. um so yeah that's definitely for sure and you know she seems she greets her she greets Catelyn with a hug you know is very seemingly happy to see her and it's because of the other people who are in the room you know mm-hmm. so you've got some attending people who are still there in the room um, she's like, oh, Kat, how good to see you, my sweet sister. She ran across the chamber and wrapped her sister in her arms. How long has it been? Um, this is where we learn it's been about five years, five cruel years for Lysa. Lysa's gone through a lot. You know, mm-hmm. she had all these births that didn't um, didn't work out, you know, and she uh, ended up having little Robert, you know, here and uh, tried to be a good wife for John Aaron, uh, but she was... Right. I think I think she was actually probably mistreated by some of the ladies at court, you know. There. Oh, I'm sure she was. Yeah, just because if you look at her, the way she's you know depicted in the in the TV series and then even in the books, it's just like that's someone who's who's trying to get attention, who's trying to win people over, and people are just being mean, you know, being mean or right or using her or whatever, you know. So even though she's like uh, supposedly one of the highest ladies at court, you know, because she's married to the hand of the king. Um, mm-hmm. still, I, st- I still get that vibe, which is unfortunate. Um, and she was so worried about the Lannisters. You know, she sent the letter. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she, yeah, she sends the letter, and then that's what's funny is that Catelyn's, Catelyn's like, oh, I came here because of the letter. She's like, I sent you that letter to, to like, 
to warn you of them, to like stay away from them, not to bring them here. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I never meant to fight them. Yeah, that's what she says. She's, right. she's super. Yeah. So yeah, God's cat. God's cat. Do you know what you've done? Right. Uh, then little Ro- then little Robert Aaron comes out, and this is where you really see that uh, Liza's gone off the edge. <sighs> oh yeah, she starts to kind of lose it. Um, well, and, and just earlier there too, when she once she dismisses everyone, she like turns. She is this has nice friendly greeting. She ho- she's holding uh, Cat by the hand, walks a few paces into her chamber or whatever, and then like drops it, turns on her, and then snaps like we were just talking about there. But yeah, she uh. Oh, she goes and she's. They're talking about this is your aunt, uh, Catelyn. You know, uh, asking if she rem- if he if Robert would remember, um, right? His aunt. No, it was like one less than one years old. Uh, but uh, so yeah, you get to see him kind of. He's sickly. He has the shakes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, um, he's kind of got maybe seizures or or some type of tremor, um, and he's the seed is strong though. And that's what, uh, you know, John Aaron wanted everyone to know. And the way that yeah. Lysa took that <laughs> is that his son is strong, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, even though he's sickly and things like that, the seed is strong. And she that's what she's holding on to that, you know, just really holding on to this idea that her son is going to be OK. He's going to be a strong leader, all this good stuff. And that's all she has. You know, she yeah. doesn't really have anything or anyone else. And she's the only Tully you know, from, I mean, they're the only, I don't know, there's, there's, I, I'm guessing, well, besides Brendan, I guess, yeah, she's got her uncle here, but I mean, I feel like she's kind of alone, you know? Yeah. And then she has her son. Well, I mean, if you really want to talk about somebody who's kind of gotten screwed over in life, it would totally be Liza Aaron. Yeah, that's you know, for sure. The guy, the, you know, like the guy she loves, you know, goes to her sister, um, or he is in love with her sister, right? And then she gets right. sent, she gets she gets John Aaron, while you know her sister gets young Eddard Stark, right? Or even right. you know she was still even supposed to get Brandon Stark, you know, and then she ends up getting right. Eddard, and then um, you know she gets older, kind of John Aaron, and yeah. then she has to go to she has to go to court. It seems like she's just not somebody who like would fit in well in King's Landing. Yeah. Yeah, she gets screwed over, you know, and the, even the idea that, like, Littlefinger likes Cat, but, like, Cat doesn't like him back. I think that makes it even worse. Right. You know, it's like, right. she doesn't even like him, you know, and so why does he, you know, like, let's move on. Like, what about me type of thing, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, the seed is strong. She wanted to let everyone know, um, you know, or John and, and her now want to let everyone know that, you know, young Robert is a strong boy. Um Catelyn attempts to bring back the subject of preparing for war, but Lysa insists that Catelyn be quiet. You know, these things are going to scare and upset Robert. And he actually does have, like, a little bit of a shake there and kind of, like, looks over his shoulder and is upset. And, you know, out comes the nipple. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Out comes the breast. And uh, back, so... Back, back to the nipples. But, <laughs> hey, man, we're back. Uh... <laughs> Which, <laughs> when, uh, let's see, so, when I first, yeah, I don't know, like, I, I didn't think they were gonna do this in the, in the, uh, in the show, and man, is it, oh, is I it know, shocking. it's just like, it's like, whoa, okay, it's like. it shocking, it's, it's just so shocking, it's, it's something, uh, to see that little guy, you know, just, I don't know, it's crazy, well, I, that's the thing, is she compares him to Rickon, you know, this, he's, what, what is he, five, or, or, six and Rickon's right. like three 
you know, ten mm-hmm. times as fierce and 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 weaned already. I, I believe you know he's he's. It's just very, yeah. right, different, right? So yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Hey, they do they do things a little bit different in the veil, okay? Yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's it's a natural thing. I'm not, you know, it's like maybe people yeah. do this, and so if you, if this is a common thing, that whatever, that's fine. It's just a little, just a little shocking, to yeah. To most of us, but, well, it's um, beca- well, it's because it's because he's like six, you know. It's not like you know, like yeah, it's not like it's not it's not like he's like you know three or four. I mean, he's like you know, he's six, right? But I'm just saying, maybe yeah. maybe there are people who I don't know, Sir Matt. You know, I mean, I'm not like a a connoisseur in in breastfeeding. Okay, <laughs> I okay, yeah. I don't know. So I'm just I'm saying that I yeah. don't know. And if I came off, uh, you know, kind of harsh there, and you're someone who's still. You know, I don't know. I just don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, also in the show, I think that the the actor who's playing him is, you know, like how I mean, how old is yeah, he? I know. I know. He's you like know what I mean? Because like, like eight, eight or nine. Right. Yeah. Well, well because like six. in the books, in the books, Bran is supposed to be what like five or something in oh, in the first season. They, they, I think it's or, yeah. Right. And like even Rickon, I think is is supposed to be like three and then yeah. in the show he says like he's five or six or something you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. so they're yeah, they, they are they're, those those kids are actually a little bit older in the show not just their actors but they're also like um they say like they're they're older so yeah yeah exactly right yeah so so anyways the it's uh she's comforting him and just kind of telling you know catelyn that scolding her for bringing this here uh, and then Catelyn kind of realizes that, you know, her uncle was right. You know, Brendan was right. That mm-hmm. you know, he tried to warn her about Lysa and how distraught, crazy um, she's become. She's pulled everyone back. She kind of maybe wants to rule. Like, I don't know if we brought up the part where she's also trying to. It's been told that she should pick a new husband, you know, and she should mm-hmm. be uh, courting these other people. And she's more so just doing it for the sport of it, just for the fun, the attention. She's not really interested in picking a new um you know, husband. So right. to help her, she likes being in control and being in in power, and it's probably going to continue that way. And we know that it does mm-hmm. until certain someone shows up. So, you know, there's yeah. that. But uh, yeah, and then they talk about Tyrion bringing him before, you know, uh, bringing him there for justice and stuff. And then you know, young Robert sort of says, you know, make him fly. You know, wants him to right. out the out the moon door. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and then you know, I mean, we we find out later that it's the moon door and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, perhaps that is just what we will do. Yeah. Yep. There's yeah. the end. So I mean, here's a question though. What I mean, what if they? What if she had just killed Tyrion Lannister? Who? Kn- I don't know, man. See, right now, you know, the kingdom is like there's no warfare going on. It's all, as far as everyone knows, you know, Robert Baratheon's fully in charge, married into the Lannisters. You know, that would be that she would be she could be killed for that. I mean, she could right. be she would stand trial and then um, she would lose her 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 power, her seat and everything. So she's got to still uh, abide by the law. And I think Tyrion knows that. And, and you know, kind of uh, see, that's why the basket thing. It's like it's one thing if it's an accident. It's like, look, it was just an accident, you know, but if multiple right. multiple people see her actually kill Tyrion Lannister uh, or throw him out, you know, the door then you know she's she's you know can be held accountable for that but if he, if the rope just snaps and he accidentally fell to his death 
well, then whatever. You know what I mean? And he he knows that too. That's that's something that kind of right. keeps him from you know hopping in there. So I don't know. Yeah. The veil is interesting. I think Maya Stone and Brendan uh, Blackfish are definitely the most interesting parts of this chapter and uh, big takeaways. I challenge though someone to go because I was listening to it. Um, and uh, it talks about her heart growing as cold as stone. Okay, Catelyn Tully's heart grew cold as stone, or it had she had mm-hmm. lost. Uh, so find that reference for me, please, and send me you know the actual quote. I was looking for it while we were reading, and I just couldn't find why. Sometimes I was listening to the right. audiobook, and I'm like, gosh dang it! I wish I had the actual yeah. text in front of me so I could just. Mark it, but I, I couldn't find it in my reads. And I here, let me let me see here. I have I have my Kindle open here. Yeah, maybe you can search it. But uh, if I can search it, yeah. I mean that's the kind of stuff that Gert does, though. You know, like the bits of foreshadowing. I think it was um, we had a couple people talking about foreshadowing in the Facebook group and just the way in which he, if he's think he's thinking that far ahead in Game of Thrones, to mention mm-hmm. that her heart had turned to stone. You know, I I just kind of blows my mind that that reference would be made right here in this chapter. And I swear to you it is because I, I was blown away by it. Um, yeah, now, I'm, now I'm searching. Did you search stone? There's tons of references to stone in this. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, it would be it'd be every time the word stone comes up. Yeah. yeah. Heart. If you search heart, you might be able to find it in this chapter. Um, I don't know if you can go chapter by chapter, but yeah. Um, so while Sir Matt's uh, looking... Kind of. Looking that up here, we'll move on. We've kind of talked about our cool connections, um, so we're we're solid there. And we'll um, if you guys have any cool connections you want to talk about uh, this week in the group, le- uh, that'd be awesome. Let us know. We can uh, we'll go in there and take a look for follow up Friday. Uh, but on to uh, send a raven. I've just got a couple two little ravens here. Where I've got one from uh, Sir Gibbs the Inquisitive, and oh uh, right here found Lord it. Hunter. You find you found it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's right. It's the beginning. It's like right in the beginning. Yeah. So uh, this is right after the, the opening passage where um, talking about sending the, the high road is not as safe as it once was. Uh, we learned that to our sorrow, Sir Donald Catlin said. Sometimes she felt as though her st- heart had turned to stone. <laughs> Dude, I did. So it, she felt as if her heart had turned to stone. Lady. Yeah. Six brave stone. men had died to bring her this far. And right. she could not even find it in her to weep for them. So then he even goes on to talk about her like emotions being yep. challenged. Ch- which exactly. Is totally lady, which is totally Lady, lady Stoneheart. Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, exactly. And so I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a second. You know, like this is all. Re- I mean, like, what is it? Two books later where Lady mm-hmm. Stoneheart is is back, you know, re- in reference, you know, uh, Catelyn Tully is 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 raised again, you know, um, mm-hmm. Mind blowing that in this chapter he would make a little nod to that right here. You know, that's the type of stuff we're dealing with, people. All right, you know. So when I've said for years, let Gur finish this series, okay? Let the man write. Let him take his. T- I mean, if he needs another couple years for Winds of Winter, that's fine. I'll be rereading the series until it comes out, okay? So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Well, right. I mean, think about the brand chapter. In the brand chapter, you know, his fever dream or his green dream, where yeah. he sees he sees the mountain, right, as like a zombie. Right. Yeah, I know. He's he's got these things. You know, if Hodor is the is is a thing, 
then the foresight in that, you know, and to save nuggets like that for for you know books later, it's just it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. So, mm-hmm. so uh, back and some of that to Lady Stoneheart. Back to Lady Stoneheart. I mean, some of that he may have gone back in and, and edit and said like, huh, what did I say? How was I characterizing? You know her. What could I come up with for a name? You know, I mean, maybe some of that's the creative process, but it's still right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Right. All right. So, uh, send a raven here. So I've got uh, Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed. Just kind of talked about. Um, he says so. These, these are two plugs for the for the Patreon series. So this is kind of uh, Man the Wall and Send a Raven all in one here. A couple of our patrons who had just recently listened to the Black Council episode. If you haven't heard it yet, we've did we went ahead and uh, I think it was last week we recorded uh, the Hedge right. Knight, and uh, so that is up for you to listen to. Uh, one of our favorite books, and honestly, I wish we would have spent maybe even like a couple episodes on it because there's still just like so much to go over in that. Uh, but uh, Lord Hunter said, "Absolutely awesome show, sirs. Well worth the wait." Uh, listened. He's uh, he goes, uh, and I'm I, you know what, Lord Hunter. I'm just throwing this out there for everyone, you know, because he's mm-hmm. he's he's got he's got that nice clean shirt on. You know, he's got the um, he's got the gains popping out. Well, didn't he have a sword? Wasn't he bending the knee? Yeah. Sword. I, yep. Just uh, you know, awesome thing. So this might be too much information here. He says, but I listened to the whole thing naked. The dunk and egg stories are so charming. If I didn't know better, I would have thought Gert didn't write them. I love when Dunk leaves and flips a copper to Egg, and Egg doesn't even acknowledge it. Um, he just let it hit the ground. Dunk rides off thinking Ed Egg would pick it up when he was gone. It's like one of those little things. I don't know if we mentioned that in the uh, in the episode, but yeah, like like. Dunk just tosses that copper thing, and he thinks to himself, all the inner monolo- the inner dialogue, monologue, whatever you want to call it, like, uh, thought process that he has with himself uh, is just so appealing. It's so awesome to think about what this uh, great hedge knight is thinking, you know, uh, in, in, in regards to Egg, who is a prince, a princeling, you know? Right. Just fantastic. So, Lord mm-hmm. Hunter, uh, I'm glad you liked the episode, man. And, uh, you know, <laughs> just just hilarious. He's, he's awesome. He's an awesome dude. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, and he also listens. He said that uh, he he also loves the Audible Duncan Egg series, especially when the um the uh guy is reading the parts where Egg's uh, dialogue comes in when Dunk is fighting. He says, "Get him! Get him! He's right there! Get him!" You know, it's like in, there's so there's that real. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's 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 get him, sir, what it happened. And it happens. It happens in every every Duncan Egg, which every, is great. But, yeah, exactly. And I I wouldn't imagine as he gets older, you know, maybe Egg doesn't say that, but in his head, he's like, "Get him." Get him. He's, he's still that. He, he, you know what? You know why I like it so much is he reminds me. Egg reminds me of a sports fan, someone who loves all the tourneys, knows all the lists, knows the best. You know, knights uh, is probably ranking them in his heads, in, in his head as as like who's number one, who's number two, and so what, now he's got this underdog. You know, now he's squiring for this knight who, you know, he's almost dreaming of all this possible grandeur and in. You know, tourneys and stuff, and and this is, you know, he's this guy's, you know, companion, a so you know, uh, his squire. You know, it's just awesome. So, anyways, yeah. All right, no, what's up? Uh, we've we got uh, Sir, Sir Gibbs here. Oh, that was Sir Gibbs actually. So Sir Sir Gibbs was mentioning that too as well. So uh, he was the one. He was the one who said, you know, the whole get him. He's right there. He's right there. So that was Sir Gibbs, the uh, the the inquisitive. Um, so thanks again, both those guys for. For listening, and uh, I didn't realize too on the on our Patreon page, I keep I'll get emails sometimes about some of the comments that are made. 
there's a whole community tab full of comments that I recently just started to kind of uh, look in there. I mean, I knew it was there. I've, see, I've clicked on it before, but I didn't realize people were posting in there. There is some great stuff. I think to get access to that, you might have to be a patron. I, I'm not sure. I'll have to maybe log out and, and double check. But uh, if you go to the community tab, you can kind of see uh, some things, you know, where Sir Gibbs is kind of talking about Lord Baelish. Um, you know, and we've got a couple other, he's talking about Jamie, uh, we've got Paula in there, um, Lord Hunter, you know, as mentioned, has started a couple threads. So some really cool stuff in there. I just thought if you guys wanted to go in there, introduce yourselves and kind of talk and see some of the threads that are happening there, that's also another place where you can interact and, um, you know, I'm going to start checking that a little bit more just so you guys know. So there we go. Um, all right. I was actually, sorry, sorry, sir, Ezra. I was I was doing a bunch of research here, just just so. Uh, just What'd you get? One 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 last thing here. Okay, just because we had we had talked about it a little bit, I, I wanted to pull up the actual specs on it. So the kid that plays Robert, and it's like a huge. There's like a huge community forum arguing about this. Okay. The kid the kid that plays uh, Robert Aaron is was eight at the time of the scene. Okay. And so actually it looks like uh, so I guess based upon the, you you have to have certain standards so she's actually wearing a like prosthetic oh yeah Brett Brett yeah right. cuz you can't you can't have that going <laughs> Right on. yeah yeah which I didn't even think about until I actually looked at it I was like oh okay that makes that makes sense Yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah but I guess uh the the World Health Organization um uh, recommends 3 years so 3 years okay Three years, yeah. But I guess it says you know in, in other countries they, they 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 go longer and stuff like that. But you know, so well, yeah. I mean, uh, think about your food. The supply. rabbit holes we're, we're we go at. down sometimes. We're, yeah, we're down a nipple hole now. I mean, this is where yeah, we're at. Back because, to back to the nipples. Okay, you know. Yeah, uh, it's Matt. It's, it's, <laughs> guys, just imagine for the past five minutes here that Sir Matt has been researching this diligently. Okay. <laughs> Just imagine in your well, mind hey, what that looks like. We have an, hey, we have an obligation to inform people. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. You yeah. were pulling a Stephen Colbert over there rifling through the research on hey, breastfeeding. <laughs> you know? Oh, hey, that's, hey that's, that's the genius of Gurr's books, though, is that he brings up, you know, even in yeah. a fantasy setting, he brings up real, you know, real life issues and stuff. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so quickly. We some, hey, to, some people. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Never mind. I, we could no. We go can, ahead. You go on your rabbit hole. Where I was just at? gonna go ahead. And, I was gonna go and say. You know, it's like a, it's it's kind of an issue right now, right? Like yeah. people complain. I have no problem with it with people like breastfeeding in public or, or whatever. Oh my gosh! Hey, I know. Yeah, it's good for them. You're it's you're really it's like recommended that you do in like the first like year or two. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, yeah. Until they can start eating foods, it's like better for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, I'll, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in college, I mean, I think uh, Sir Matt and I had a campaign. What? <laughs> what? 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 No, what? No, no. <laughs> I know. Don't just... <laughs> no, no, I meant the campaign I was. Just you know what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say? Oh, you know what? We'll save that. Here's why we'll save it. Because I want people to come with some serious questions to the Q&A. Okay? What okay. was... Because you know, once we stop recording, I'm going to tell you what I was about to say. And you're going to be like, oh, okay, okay. Okay. But I'm gonna leave it hanging right there. Okay. So um okay. so yeah, that leads us into Manda Wall. Guys, on patreon.com forward slash bend the knee, we've got extra episodes um coming up. I've not mentioned it yet, but like we are going to do um this coming Christmas, we'll have our next sort of uh you know giveaway. So everybody who is kind of getting into that ten dollar tier, um, we're gonna, you know, figure out 
the T-shirt there. I think our cutoff date has got to be like November something, you know, so, so like early yeah, November, like, so we can right. place the order, get that out to you guys, hopefully by Christmas, and and have mm-hmm. uh, our next you know gift package out to everyone. So. Uh, if you got the original, you know, Direwolf shirt, uh, we're moving on to a different shirt now, and uh, it, it's it's kind of impossible for us to like, you know, as everybody comes in, you know, like like send out a new shirt. So if you're someone who didn't oh, get yeah, that, and and you still, and we we have the sizes and stuff, just message me, and I will do my best to to get those out to you. But like going forward, you know, we'll hit this next big batch in. Uh, December, and then after that, we'll we'll do something uh, else again. We'll do another thing in July, um, and 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 kind of keep going from there. So like once we go to place right. those orders, like we're placing an order next July, we'll need whoever is in that tier, you know, by the end of like June or mid June, right. um, mm-hmm. is, is when we'll place because we need to place the order, get the get the stuff in, whether it's artwork, if it's a cup, if it's a t shirt, whatever it may be, you know, we want to have time to do that. So just know. That's our plan. With that, we've been looking at new tiers, um, you know, possibly having just some different levels of, of support. Sir Matt's mentioned the, uh, the, the Q&A sessions on... Um, like YouTube or On Discord like YouTube, yeah. I mean, and anything goes there, man. You know, so that, I think that's, that's going to be kind of fun is, is we can really... <clears throat> well, we better, we better wait a couple weeks because if we, if we do one after this episode, it's going to be I know. all kinds. It's, I can already see the group. Remember the one time I accidentally... <laughs> The one time I said fisting of the first man, and it was like <laughs> a huge thread in the Facebook group. I'm like, oh my god, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. It's like once it's said, it's said. Because we don't. I mean, obviously now we've had to edit a couple things, but we right. uh, rarely edit, man. I mean, it's just like one take. This son of a gun, you know, and get it yeah. done. So, yeah, we've only we still. Hey, hey, the dragon egg, by the way, is still open. No, oh the, god, uh, yeah to that the the one time we'd edit you have to go back now to the episode to see when we said hey find the episode before this where we had to edit it the only other time we've had to uh was well i did a little bit follow up right that one time there was a there yeah now that we're doing it over the internet every sometimes we have a glitch and something gets yeah jacked up so but yeah so anyway so uh we've got the the option of the youtube hangouts we also could do something um you know more for are just our patrons with Discord rewards. So I, I, you know, feedback on that on Patreon or messages, you know, to me would be great. Whatever you guys are thinking. I know we've had some people send me some ideas on T-shirts and stuff too. So I mm. uh, appreciate all of that, and I'm gonna take a look at those and see what we can do. So yeah. All right, guys. I think that is it for this week. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, we'll get back. Uh, we're actually about to hop off here and record some Follow Up Friday. Uh, yeah, that's uh, typically how we do it now that we uh, do it that way. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 35, Eddard 9? Yeah, let me see. Is it Eddard 9? No way. Yeah. Yeah. When he, when he goes to find Littlefinger there, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember, in the words of House Ezra, back to Lady Stoneheart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I thought you were going to say, like, um, back to the nipple.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.